And now the disclaimer. The topics heard on Into Your Body is primarily meant for mature audiences and is not intended for younger or more sensitive listeners. The suggestions and opinions heard on this show does not necessarily represent the views of this station, its management, or their underwriters. These suggestions are not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or other malady. Discretion has been advised. And now, enjoy the show. Welcome to Into Your Body, the show that helps you get into your body so that you can get the best out of your life. We're back with Exo Jane and HuffPost writer Lucy Fur talking again about bad acceptance and battling body shame. In this half hour, Lucy shares with us her ideas and tips for folks with fat bodies how to better maneuver themselves during sex. We also learn about how to fight back against body shame, and we learn more about Lucy's career in fetish photography. That's part two of SWF Sexy While Fat on this, the 46th episode of Into Your Body, coming right up after the break. Hi, this is DJ from Into Your Body, and I'd like to ask you one question. What's up with the lube you're using? Is your lube just not doing the job and making things worse? Well, friends, I'm here to let you know about Alcadabra. Live Well Incorporated out of Ventura, California, has invented what I myself like to call the best lube for the money. Any money. Alocadabra isn't just any moisturization that glides and slides. Alocadabra is made with 100% organic aloe vera, so it heals your body while nourishing those sensitive areas, giving them their necessary moisturization that's perfectly pH-balanced for your body and everybody. Alocadabra is petroleum-free, paraben-free, and contains no BS chemicals. It's 100% plant-based, so it's FDA and Oregon Tilth approved, meaning that it's safe to use for your safer sex needs. Other lube is for toys. For your body, only choose Alocadabra in eight organic flavors and scents. I happen to like pina colada. It's available at alocadabra.com. Find drugstores, as well as from your friendly neighborhood, locally owned, queer-friendly pleasure shop, Alocadabra, naturally magic. And be sure to use the code A-F-B-E-L-L on Alocadabra.com so you can get 25% off of your first order on Alocadabra.com. That's A-F-B-E-L-L for your 25% off. And welcome back to episode 46 of Into Your Body, the show that helps you get into your body so you can get the best out of your life. My name is DJ, and we are still talking on the subject SWF, Sexy While Fat. Why did we skip over the platitudes from the last episode and went straight to the jugular? Well, that's because... Part of fat acceptance is just, well, basically accepting who you are and where you are and, well, 
falling in love with it and liking it or not having to have to fall in love and like it, but just knowing what it is. And helping us navigate through this is author, fetish photographer, and activist Lucy Fur. Her writing has been found on HuffPost and XO Jane, and she's back for a second episode. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that very great first episode from last week. Now, here in this week, we stopped off on a question about fat and sex and being comfortable while being fat, being sexy while fat, of course, is you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the title of this little series here. Now, being comfortable while having sex, was that ever an issue yes, for you? Yes, always, yes. And how did you, get, you overcome that? Move your fat around. Like, you make, move your fat. If you, if you need to move it away, like your stomach, to move out of the way, adjust, adjust your body so that you're comfortable just your position so you're comfortable you know do what you need to do to be comfortable that means communicating with your partner okay so basically moving moving the fat out of the way <laughs> i feel so weird talking about like the, the this this bit of my body this bit of my belly or arms or thigh as some sort of object that has to be like up like <laughs> and move it out of the way which is i it, it's it's a, it's a reality it's a, it's, it's a reality for fat folks to like be yeah. able to be comfortable and move things out of the way. So yeah. wondering something as simple as like, okay, we're uh, something as plain as missionary position. Mm-hmm. It can be hard, you know, when bellies are like hitting each other and, you know, it's hard to find a position that works, but just do it. Like communicate with your partner and try different things and try pillows, try in different positions. There's a lot of information online about sex positions for fat bodies or for individuals that differently abled individuals and don't be afraid to research i've heard pillows are useful i've heard pillows useful positioning pillows for fat people i've heard it's useful for when the when one of your partners on their knees or if they're on their back or being able to lift up the pelvis yeah you Uh, know you want you know sometimes you want things to align a certain way and pillows assist can assist with that you know now getting the pelvis aligned getting the pelvis aligned and still being comfortable pillows do help with that is there is is there a sweet spot under the lower back or the butt that you need to put the pillow on it really it really depends on your body people carry their fat in different areas of their bodies and you know it really it just takes practice it takes self-exploration see what works for you see what works for you with your partner with different partners communicate with your partners and just don't be afraid to you know ask your partner to do something a certain way or try something else try something different what was the position you had the most success with i would say can I say doggy style? <laughs> you can say doggy style on the radio. Someone has made an entire career of saying doggy style on the radio, so I think we're fine here. Okay, I like that position a lot. It's it's really comfortable for me. I have like arthritis in my knee a little bit, and it's just it's really comfortable and it feels really good for my partner and I. Um, that's a really good position for. And us. to be clearly descriptive for those who are unsure, doggy style is is when one of the partners on their knees and the other partner is on is coming yeah. in from behind. Yeah. In whatever position. Yeah. Yeah. How come doggy style works so well? I, cause, well, my fiance is very tall. So I think, <laughs> um, it just, it's just the, it's funny because we had a, a bed that I got a box frame for and uh-huh. I got a frame that was like a, 
mattress what do you call those the um bed frame the hollywood style bed frame was too okay. tall right just because he didn't align correctly because he's he's six foot four so it's just like finding finding the balance with your specific partner or partners um we had to get rid of that <laughs> that frame because it was not working um well it didn't break did it no we know no we you don't have a, you don't have a frame breakage no story we yet. don't have a frame breakage story but i just like things off the floor and it just didn't you know it didn't work <laughs> so yeah, even alter the furniture if you have to. <laughs> I wonder as far as as far as being sexy goes and as far as sex goes and working with your partners and teaching them how to be comfortable with your body and and showing them giving giving them the guidance. Mm. What would you want to advise for people? I mean, you said earlier before have a lot of discussions, talk to them. What were some of the challenges you've had to face as far as intimacy with another partner as far as getting them to learn the curves of the land as it were well so i'm in a monogamous relationship now um and i have been for about four years so i've had a lot of practice with you know my fiance but you know prior to that it's it was always different because people's bodies are so different and just communication and those people's bodies being different as they are, it's just like you got to just pretty much go with what you're with. You have to play, right. yeah. you know, and you play just, your hand. You just have to f- fight the embarrassment if you feel embarrassed that, you know, it's not aligning correctly or how you wanted to just, you know, adjust and just, I don't know, own, own your sexuality and own your what sexiness. You- and I think masturbation helps a lot too um you had kim marks on your show a while back and when i was listening she was talking about having sex toys are really helpful for especially if you're a bigger person and you know reach is an issue you can get sex toys that help be able to get to where you want to go you know with right with where you want to go um you sex toys are definitely helpful for that and you know just fun with your partner too what sex what sex toy do you like the best that has that's helped you what type of sex toy i mean you you can even say what brand it is i mean some folks are wondering like what can i what can i start with you know i would go to as you like it in eugene um oregon and talk to them because i'm definitely not an expert um but i would go to you know look online if you're not in local to this area or go to your local sex toy store if you have one and you know, just don't be afraid to ask them about what they recommend and sort of what your needs are. Um, and even if you're having issues with your with with the partner that you have um, with, you know, bodies and your size or whatever, you could talk to them and see what they advise for for things like that. OK, uh, we're here with Lucy Fur, author and activist and fetish photographer about fat and body acceptance in the terms of fat and body acceptance. What was some of the biggest challenges that your lovers had to face as far as knowing your body and getting and getting used to your body the way that it was? Well, I have a, a lot of issues with um, pain. I have a lot of pain issues with my body. I have a c-section incision that you know makes my belly button from my belly button down numb and i don't like that area touched and you know and it's really uncomfortable sometimes it hurts and so i just have to be really aware of my needs and making sure that i'm communicating and i'm not afraid to communicate what i need um 
and I have arthritis in my knees. And so it's just, it's just, you know, working with what you got. And learning how to be kind with, learning how to be kind to it, having your, training your lovers, I've learned in my own personal experience, has always been a, sometimes it's welcome and sometimes it's been a harrowing experience where you're (laughs) having to, you know, bring them along. It's like, this works, this works. Even so much as like guiding your hands, like, no, this is, this is how I need to be touched. Yeah. Well, I think that can be sexy too, you know, just participate, like everyone participating. And I think a good partner cares about the pleasure for for yourself for you and for themselves and you know it should be in my opinion that's the sort of sex i like is pleasurable and and it's just all about communication i feel like and communication is the key to most everything else usually it's 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 the big jumping off point to a to a great experience right yeah i think so I think so too. Unless you're, you know, people have different fetishes where they, you know, <laughs> and that's just a different don't want to communicate, and, and that's a whole nother show. And that's <laughs> and that's and that's where they're and that's where they're at too. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Lucy Fur, artist and activist here on Into Your Body. If you'd like to join the discussion, please send us an email at IntoYourBodyShow at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter and Tumblr at Into Your Body Podcast and Into Your Body Show, respectively. We are going to take a quick break. You are listening to Into Your Body on KEPW-LP 97.3 FM and on the World Wide Web at IntoYourBody.Buzzsprout.com via podcast. We'll be back with more Into Your Body right after this. This is KEPWLP 97.3 FM, broadcasting from Eugene, Oregon, and simulcasting at KEPW.org. If you'd like to support KEPW through donations or volunteering, you can fill out a volunteer form or make a tax-deductible donation on our website at KEPW.org, or send a check to P.O. Box 11182, Eugene, Oregon 97440, or call the station at 541-833-0622. For more info. Also, as a reminder, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, if you have a comment, or if you have a suggestion for a future show of Into Your Body, please send an email into your body show at gmail.com. That's into your body show at gmail.com. And we're back with the second half of episode 46 of Into Your Body. I'm DJ, and I'm sitting here with author and activist Lucy Fur. And we were talking about sex and sex positions and how to be comfortable with it and how to be comfortable with everyone else's body. So I had one question about being comfortable with the mm-hmm. body since we ended the previous segment, on the, pre- the second segment of the previous show, about more voices coming out, more more fat people coming out of different bodies, different sizes, urging kindness and acceptance and letting sexy be sexy in whatever form and and what it is. And we talked about the future of the movement and how it's changed. So in that same vein, is there anything that you can relate to to anyone who is just now opening up to accepting their body, who are ready to step into their own power step into their own sexiness yeah i think 
go online. I think Instagram is a really good place to find, you know, tags that relate to sort of what you're wanting to see and bodies you want to see that look like yourself. Like I said, visibility is really important. So I think seeing people that look like you being sexy, being happy, wearing, you know, a belly shirt or wearing a bikini or those things are powerful for people for people to see other people doing those things and not feeling shame about it because you know we feel so much pressure from magazines and Mm -hmm. you know magazines and tv and and media just that we should feel shame about our bodies and i just don't agree with that i don't think shame is is helpful i don't think shame is useful for any sort of body recognition or any sort of or any sort of body pleasure or, or anything like that yeah. which takes me to another question and there and that goes into the because you do fetish photography and so i did have a question along the lines of fetishes and being fat as well of course there's always the fetish everything is fetishized mm-hmm. you know fat and skin color and body size and everything and that i was wondering is there a thin line between acceptance and fetishizing it because some people would argue well it's fetishizing it is not really truly acceptance acceptance you know you know, yeah. seeing for what it is and, totally yeah and 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 pinning up something as sort of like a sort of like an ideal i think it's oh. <laughs> yeah and of course we're using that's, the fir- the term fetish different one. than than the other um kinky term terminology that's that. hard but i feel like it's about respect and and um a lot of people i've had experiences with that were fetishizing me for my body didn't respect my body and just like wanted I don't know how to say this but how would they didn't see me they just saw my what my body looked like and they weren't respecting me you know they but but I also think it's tricky because it's also about what you find attractive too so I I don't it is a fine line I think I, I you know I it is a fine line about between fetishizing someone for their body size and finding that is what you find attractive. Um, well, I mean, reducing somebody to their body parts isn't right, really exactly. isn't isn't really honoring someone That's else's problematic. And yeah. isn't really someone uh, someone who they are is their presence. Like yeah. you just reduce someone to like breasts on one side, butts on the other side, or a right. face or a nose or anything like that. Just right. seeing that one part of them, right. but not seeing as the whole. I definitely think it's it's about intention. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, see, because you, you see so many people just like reduce just to the body parts, and even that's right. that's even that I've, I've seen that as even as a risk, even in the acceptance movement, where some people just want to go too far and just include larger bodies, and then still be subject to all of the things that people with smaller bodies or thinner bodies are subject to the sexism and the objectification. Yeah, I think it's a problem with all you know objectification in any way is problematic because you're not really seeing that person for who they are you're just like you said seeing it for seeing them for their parts and getting to know the person uh, i think that's problematic okay so before I, I end this and i know that's you know trying to get to thinking about things that were you know issues of of, of acceptance and, and having those being problematic i wonder you yourself now and looking back to when you first, by your own volition, became sexually active, what would you tell Lucifer from back then? What advice mm-hmm. would you give Lucifer 
back then when they first discovered their own sexuality and started learning more about their own bodies? Just to not be afraid. Not you know, I grew up Catholic and and so I sort of felt a lot of shame around sex and pleasure and exploring my own body. And I personally didn't even masturbate until I was older, you know, and I didn't have sex until I was older because I just there was so much shame around that and I would just tell myself to like love yourself and explore your body and share it with you know those that you feel compelled to share it with um and just not take sex so seriously because people do take sex I mean it's serious sex is obviously serious but it also can be fun and it can be about pleasure and about knowing yourself and getting to know yourself um, in a sexual way and and sharing that with other people is really fun and um, I think just having a balance would be you know what I want to remind myself of if I was you know young starting fresh starting fresh yeah a young a young may I ask by your own uh, definition and by your own will when when did you start becoming sexually active um I was I think I was 19 when I first had sex and I was 18 when I first was like masturbating. Um, I was afraid of my body when, not because it was a bigger body, just because it, it was the religion, the religion really got in my head, you know, and I thought it was bad and it's dirty and I, you know, those we, things. We and, have religion and then you have that complicated with yeah, so I was just societal like, ah. mores and just, yeah so i was sort of scared of my sexuality and it's not scary it doesn't have to be scary did you talk with anyone in your peer group about what you were going through or any of those experiences that you were having no i i don't remember (laughs) i don't remember i know i had a friend that was very like sexually active and so i just was kind of inspired by her but i was still afraid to you know to go there because i was kind of shy when i was younger I'm not shy anymore, but, um, but, um, I was wondering about that, about, about how we can, you know, what, what, how does it feel to, yeah, I think it's just different. uh, And how does it feel now when you talk to your peer groups about that? It's so different now. now though, growing up because there's the internet. I didn't have that when I was a kid. I didn't have that when I was younger. I didn't, I wasn't able to look at people that look like me and, I feel very alone and I think that there's more community now. Well, I mean, whether it's a whole other show probably of whether the internet is good or bad or whatever, but there's more community for people. I think more support, which is good. Have you found an online community that was supportive? Are there any online communities that you know of or recommend? Eugene. Oh my gosh. I forgot. There's a Eugene. There's a group. Eugene. In, there's a group in the city of Eugene and they have an online presence somewhere. Um, that's my personal, you know, where I find a lot of support. But like I said, that, Facebook, there's a lot of Facebook groups. There's terrible Facebook groups, but there's also really good ones about fat acceptance and Instagram, especially. Follow the tags, like follow people that are really visible and outspoken about body positivity and, and sex positivity. And and there's a lot out there. Yes. Other people, fat positive folks that you can point out to that are also inclusive voices that you know of. Well, I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can definitely say yourself. I mean, uh, that's one. Sure. <laughs> me, only me. No, I'm just kidding. Nothing's, um, nothing's holding you, nothing's holding you back. You as know, far I as think Tess Holiday is really amazing. And I think 
you know, like we talked about Lizzo and I think Catherine Opie is a, is a fat, um, woman, a photographer. I love her. Catherine Opie. I'm not familiar with her. She's, um, just did a lot of just really interesting, just photos of photography of different bodies, like different transgender bodies. And just, she's probably an older, older reference. (laughs) Honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm older, but, um, but, um, off the top of my head, I, I love her. She's, she's empowering to me yeah now i say you do now you also do fetish photography that's also in your resume too now in your fetish photography you also involve yourself with a lot of differently sized models do you purposefully search for non-traditional looking models in your fetish photography i really don't search people find me people find me and and they feel comfortable with me and you know they feel comfortable posing for me i don't usually have an idea set in in stone that i want to see it's usually people that want to see themselves you know in the sexual like not that boudoir is really sexual but i've photographed you know softcore porn before um because people want to see what they look like um you know having sex or in lingerie or you know whatever they just it's hard people want to see that and and it's hard to find a photographer they feel comfortable with and i don't seek out certain types of bodies but you know people feel comfortable with me and seek me out so we talked about visibility speaking on that same topic before visit visibility being important and visibility being so so my so my last question before we head on out here as far as visibility goes how do we promote that? How do we encourage more visibility? You say visibility is being important. How can how can yeah. everyone in the community encourage that visibility? I think, gosh, that's a hard question because I personally feel driven to be more outspoken about my body and some people don't. So I think it's really just about where your comfort level is. And I think if you're feeling like you need a community, you can create that community. You can start an Instagram or start a Twitter and communicate with people that are like you because there's so many people out there. You don't have to be alone. You're not alone. There's a lot of people that struggle with with the body and with their body positivity and fat sexuality and those things. And I think just it really is up to the individual how they feel and sort of what they want to do. And speaking of Instagram and Twitter, you have an Instagram and Twitter, and they can find you under Lucy Fur, and that's spelled L-U-C-C-I underscore F-U-R-R. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. at both at Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And I do want to thank you, Lucy Fur, for coming on. She's an activist and author and a fetish photographer. And that is where you can find her work. You can also find her articles on Huffington Post and on XO Jane. Thank you very much for coming to our show. Thank you for much for being for these last two episodes. Thank you for coming back. (laughs) And thank you. And please come back at any time. If you have any other questions about this show, please reach out to us on email into your body show at gmail.com. You can reach out to us at Twitter into your body pod. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Look us up under into your body show or find into your body podcast. And there we are. And hopefully 
tumbler might pull its head out of its behind and maybe become <laughs> a viable resource once again. We're also on new tumble at Into Your Body Podcast as well. If you're listening to the show, the show is broadcast every week on KEPWLP 97.3 FM in, in the city of Eugene and online at KEPW.org. And we are also available podcast that's Into Your Body dot buzzsprout.com and the podcasts are available at all the places where you can get a podcast that includes apple google spotify tune in radio even your smart speaker talk to your smart speaker and you say hey i want to listen to the latest episode of into your body and we'll take you to the latest episode and you have so many to choose from so we will be back next week our next upcoming episodes we will be looking at bisexuality and pansexuality since september is bi pan pride month and our upcoming series what will your kids say being honest with your kids about your kinky self and sexuality and telling them about how good it is to be who you are and it is always good to be who you are thank you for listening to my show please tune in again and as always don't forget to masturbate Bye-bye. Say nobody Then if I do If I do Into Your Body is copyright 2019 DJB Sundress Company.